Welcome to the AT Parenting Survival Podcast, where you get help and guidance through the chaos of parenting a child with anxiety or OCD. This show is for educational purposes and is not intended to replace the guidance of a qualified professional. Here's your host, child therapist, Natasha Daniels. Well, hello there, and welcome to another episode of the AT Parenting Survival Podcast. I hope you're hanging in there. I know that it's been really rough for a lot of people in general for so many different reasons about what's going on in our world, a lot of the upheaval, a lot of the injustice, a lot of the health scares, staying at home, a lot of the things that are probably upsetting our kids on some level. So it's just very unsettling times. If you are time traveling and you're not from the year 2020 and you're listening to my podcast, I hope it's going better for you. I hope you're traveling and exploring the world and the world is a better place. But right now we're all kind of in the thick of things and it's rough. No matter what your thoughts are on anything, it's just a rough place to be right now. And that's why I thought it would be really helpful and important to pause talking about our children, talking about how to help our children with anxiety or OCD and check in with you. How are you doing? How many people ask you that per day? I mean, hopefully you're surrounded by supportive people and people ask you all the time, Hey, how are you doing? And they really mean it, right? They're not just saying it to make small talk, but a lot of people don't ask that, right? We're all focused on what's going on around us. We're focused on helping our child with anxiety or OCD or our other kids who are maybe struggling the kind of the fallout of what our child is struggling with. And I want to tap in with you. I want to check in with you and see how are you doing? Because we don't ask that enough. And in fact, it's kind of interesting, but out of the 20 years that I've been working in my private practice, I have noticed a huge trend. And that is when I have a parent who actively is working on their own stress, they're actively listening to me to find out what is their role in this whole mess of anxiety and OCD and what is not their role. What is the expectation on them? How do they know when they've had enough? How do they communicate with their partner? How do they communicate with their kids? When I have parents who are actively taking notes, not even literally, because I'm not really a note taker either, but I could tell they're mentally soaking it all up and their stress level is going down. As I'm helping their child, their stress level is going down as well. Guess what? That child is in therapy for a shorter period of time than the child where the mother or the father is frazzled, their own anxiety or their own OCD is out of whack. Their own stability is imbalanced. They are not setting boundaries. They don't know what their role is, or they keep blurring their role. Those kids stick with me for a really long time. And some people do stick with me to be proactive. And so a shout out to those parents as well, because being in therapy is not the indicator of, you know, success or failure, but It's about what you do in therapy, or it's not even about therapy. It's what do you do in life? And that's what this episode is all about. It's about you checking in with you. How are you doing? And I don't mean that in a very casual sort of way. I want to dive deep with that because it is important. So even if you think I don't have time to focus on myself, Natasha, that's kind of selfish. I got people on fire here. I'm focusing on what's going on right now. You're going to deplete yourself. And when you're on empty, you're not going to be able to put out that fire. And so you have to take care of yourself in order to take care of the kids around you. If we're not okay, there's no way we can be okay to help our kids. It just doesn't work that way. Fumes don't 
give you enough power, enough resolve to be there and to be the anchor for your child. So that's why it's important. It actually is one of the most effective ways to help your child. I've seen that hands down time and time again in my practice, but also with myself, because when I'm not okay, I'm kind of a beast and I am definitely not mother Teresa. I have some super ugly moments a lot and I lose my cool. I am not patient. I am not sharing positive, uplifting coaching moments with my kids when I'm tired at night and I just want them to go to bed. I have very ugly moments and I'm finding myself even more and more lately having to apologize, berating myself after they go to sleep, telling my husband. Sometimes I almost feel like I'm doing my own compulsion where I tell on myself, although I don't have moral OCD, so it's not really a compulsion, but I do. I feel better when I go in there and I say, oh my gosh, I was just so rude to the kids. I'm just such a horrible mom. I'm like really nasty tonight and they didn't deserve that. I don't know what's wrong with me. And then I feel better because I like confessed it to somebody. And he normally has some really nice words for me where he's like, oh, well, you know, they're kind of annoying. (laughs) And I'm like, yeah, right. And then we feel better together. And then, but in my head, I say, tomorrow's a new day. And it was so funny because I had one of those moments actually this past week where I don't know what is going on, but at night and I I get very hormonal. So I'm going to blame it on hormones because why not? perimenopause, or actually it's just pure menopause at this point, is not my friend. And it makes me rage a lot. And I can tell it's very like physiological because like there's nothing that's causing me stress in that moment. There's no reason for me to be angry. And I just want to go ballistic. So I don't know why that's been happening a lot lately, especially at night. Like I'm tired and I just want my kids to go to sleep. And I have three kids with three very different issues. And Bedtime, as you know, is like one of the hardest times for kids with anxiety and OCD. So their bedtime is always a tense time. Either they're like really giddy and they have this kind of hyper energy, which I think does come with some anxiety around bedtime, or they're stalling and they just don't want to go to bed or they keep coming out over and over again. I'm not my best mom in those moments a lot of the time, to be honest, and so the other night I was just very unsympathetic and I was just like, get in there and da, da, da. And I wasn't doing anything that I ever advise anybody to ever do. And I think even my eight-year-old was like, you're supposed to help with people's anxiety. This is a joke. <laughs> She's smart. My youngest is smart because she always throws that kind of stuff in my face because she knows that will really make me feel bad. So I think I got one of those. So I went and I vented to my husband afterwards and told on myself about how I was like the most horrific mom in the world. And he made me feel better because he told me that our kids are annoying and that any sane person would have a hard time. Even he even said, even mother Teresa, if she had kids, which I appreciated that. And the next day I was like, I'm going to be just super mom. So I was like, hi, honey, good morning. Do you want some breakfast? What would you like? And then my son comes down and I was like, how's it going? Do you want to do that science experiment that you talked about yesterday? And my my husband, who wasn't working that day, was behind my son. And he looked at me and he was like, tone it down. <laughs> I was like really trying to make up for my nastiness the night before. Can you relate to this? Have you had days like that where you are just like feeling just so guilty when you go to bed because you just lost it? Join the club, Right. And I'm technically, quote unquote, a mental health professional. We're all human and it does get nasty. And I do feel like it gets nastier right now because we're all cooped up. Even though I have more time and probably technically less stress, except for like this, you know, 
major pandemic and the world's on fire. But other than that, like my day to day is pretty, pretty easygoing, probably compared to a lot of you. And it's still overwhelming. So let's talk about how you take care of yourself. Because for the last few days, since my like, mamazilla episode, I've been tuning in again to my body. And I've been saying, okay, I'm not okay. And so I need to go take some time for myself. And I've been spending more alone time for me, that resets me. And you have to tap into what resets you. So you have to understand when you're at your limit. Sometimes I don't pick up the cues that I'm like losing it until it's too late. And then even when I'm losing it, I can't rein it back in like it's gone. And it's like, you know, when you kind of like feel good when you're getting it out, but then right afterwards you feel really bad. That's kind of what happened. <laughs> and I know all of you can probably relate on some level because I feel like this is just a parent thing. It's just a human thing that we all go through. But if I picked up on the earlier warning signs, maybe it wouldn't have gotten to that point. So I spent a lot more time by myself yesterday and the day before. And normally I feel really guilty about that. I feel really selfish. I guess I'm kind of ridden with guilt a lot. I think it's a parent thing, but when I did take time for myself and I, when I say take time, I mean, I have, my youngest is eight. I don't have kids roaming around in diapers anymore. And for those of you that do, I know that finding that quiet time is almost impossible. And I get that. I was actually thinking this week because it was been a hard week. Well, today is Monday. So I'm talking about last week actually, but I was thinking, oh my gosh, I mean, thank goodness. I don't have kids in diapers. (laughs) I'm too old for this. I'm almost 48, but I'm able to go and swim or go sit in the shower for an hour and people don't choke on things and they, you know, they don't put their fingers in the light sockets because they're older. And so I can do that. They don't want to hang out with me 24 seven. So I know for you who have younger children, that's a little bit trickier but find some time to get away. If that's the way that you reset, if not, maybe you need to connect with people. I'm not a connector. I'm an introvert. So connecting with people is like the last thing I want to do. I need my world to be quiet. So figure out what it is for you and take care of yourself. The other areas that are really important with kind of quote unquote self care when you're raising a child with anxiety or OCD have to do with a lot of different things. So they have a lot to do with your mindset. And I actually am going to be starting my three-part video series on self-care for parents, raising kids with anxiety and OCD. And that will be starting on June 23rd. I think this is the third time I've done this series. And I initially created this series to only do it one time. And I just got so much positive feedback about it. People were emailing me for like weeks and months afterwards saying that it really moved them. It really shifted the way they looked at things and it really made an impact on their family and it made a really big impact on their child with anxiety or OCD. And so I decided that I would continue to do this series periodically. So I now do it about every three or four months. I run this three-part video series and It's about self-care, but I really, in some ways, don't like that word. And I use that word because it's the word that we all know, and it's the word that is used. There's no other word for self-care. But when it comes to raising a child with anxiety or OCD, I'm not talking about bubble baths and chocolate, although I love chocolate. Not not so much the bubble baths, but I do love swimming. But this isn't about me. (laughs) Self-care is more about how you view 
what is going on with your child. A lot of it is about mindset. And so it's, what is your perspective on this situation and how do you handle it when you feel overwhelmed? What are you telling yourself about your child's anxiety or OCD? What things are being triggered for you from your past and from your childhood or from your own experiences? What things are being triggered from your own anxiety or OCD that your child is doing? Getting in tune with all of that is crazy huge because when you start to understand yourself, you understand your triggers, you understand how you're viewing things. If you're having a lot of what I call red thoughts, when I teach kids my anxiety class, when I talk about red thoughts and green thoughts, red thoughts are your anxious thoughts. When you're having a lot of red thoughts about your child's anxiety or OCD, what is that doing to the situation? Is that deflating you, which in return sometimes is deflating our child. So mindset is huge. And then in this video series, I break it down into three sections. And so it's your mindset. And when I say mindset, it's like your whole perspective on the situation that's going on. And that is so powerful. It's also your physical well-being. How tuned in are you to your body? Before the pandemic, it was interesting. Like my shoulder permanently hurt. I don't know why. It was like, that's where I carried all my stress. And it was just always there. I'd wake up and boom you know, like my neck shoulder hurt only on one side permanently. I could never get rid of it. And that was my anxiety, like showing up in physical form. So getting in tune with your body and physically being in tune with your body is so, so important. And that doesn't mean now you have to like beat yourself up and eat healthy and diet or exercise. Those things can actually add a lot more stress on you. So it's different for each person. I cut out caffeine a while ago, because I realized that that wasn't helping with my anxiety. You know, I was like having a pot of coffee a day. I don't think that was good for my body for so many different reasons, but it definitely wasn't good for my anxiety. Now, since we've been home all the time and my husband is the devil, he's been getting a lot of Starbucks chai for me, which I was like, that's not coffee. So I can have it. I can even have two a day. And then I Googled how much caffeine is in a chai latte from Starbucks. And apparently there's a lot of caffeine in there. So I'm not completely off the wagon with coffee, but I'm not hooking up like a coffee IV in the morning and, you know, trying to survive, (laughs) which is really kind of what I was doing before. So it will look different for each person as far as what, what does your body need to take care of it? I had found that being strapped to a diet was a little overwhelming for me. And I started to develop IBS. I'm telling you a lot of stuff about my body today. (laughs) It's a little too personal, but I was having a lot of physical reactions. Even from eating healthy, I was having a lot of vegetables and fruits and stuff. And a lot of that, my stomach could not metabolize for some reason. So getting in tune with what makes your body feel good and what makes your body feel bad, and that will be different for each person, is really, really important. Because if you're not feeling well, you're probably not going to be in the mood to help your child when they're trying to do a zillion compulsions with you or to help your child when they're so anxious, they are paralyzed with fear and you're feeling pain and you're feeling tired and you're feeling fatigued and you just don't have it in you to take care of it. I struggle with that all the time. I have a lot of gastrointestinal problems and I've had to like really pay attention to what I eat and how it's going to impact my stomach because you know, I could be in super intense pain for hours and then I'm not going to be in the mood to help my kids. So sometimes I'm not anyway, to be honest. So get in tune with your body. And the last thing that I go over in the three-part video series is your community. Like who do you, who do you get support from? 
and getting in touch with people is, is really important knowing like who lifts you up and who doesn't. So I dive really deep into these three concepts and I talk and I give you tools on how to shift your mindset, how to figure out what things are haunting you from your past that are contributing to the way that you're looking at your child with anxiety or OCD. I talk about how to look at your body in a different way so that your body and your mind are aligned and they're not disconnected. And then I talk about who are your allies in this and who do you need to cut out for a little while? Who's toxic? Who is draining you? And who are you allowing to drain you, right? Because that will be different for everyone. I don't get recharged from people. And so, you know, where am I getting my community? Where are you getting your community? And that will look different for each person, depending on how many people can they be around, who is supportive in their life and who is not. My list is very tiny. Your list might be very big. So this is just a little sneak peek into the three-part video series on self-care for parents raising kids with anxiety or OCD. But I do hope that you will join me and you can sign up for this series. It is starting again, back by popular demand. It's starting on June 23rd, which is a Tuesday and it is a three-day affair. So you get an email every day with a link to watch the video. The video is only 30 minutes because I know as a mom, I don't have time for any of this and I bet you don't either. So you just have to carve out 30 minutes per day for three days, watch these videos. I have worksheets. And for those that really want to jump into it and get like totally immersed in the experience, you join my private Facebook group and I do a Facebook live every single day during that video series. So for three days, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and we talk even further and we go even deeper into these conversations about this self-care, but self-care on a deeper level. And I do have some fun prizes and contests for people who join the Facebook group and participate. And so when you sign up for the series, just join the Facebook group and you'll be kept in the loop on those. I do give away a free class, one of my free online classes at atparentingsurvivalschool.com. Those classes are $127. So that's a very cool prize. And the biggest prize will be kind of getting your sanity back. And it's like just a reset. It's just like, let me spend these three days, half hour each day, realigning myself and my intentions and kind of reset myself so that I can focus on my kid in a more effective way. So I hope you'll join me. If you want to sign up, you can just text the word AT self care. That's AT self care, all one word to 44222. So I will leave links in the show notes, but you can always just text and sign up. Just call the number 44222 and just type in AT self care. You'll be prompted to give your email and then I'll add you to the list to give you the video links when it gets started on June 23rd, 2020. For those of you that are in the future and are living the life that we all want to live right now, it's not for you. It's for us because we need the self care. So I, I hope to see you there. I really love doing this because I wind up getting to know people on a deeper level every time I run this series. And I always find it's invigorating for me. I always wind up becoming a really much better mom <laughs> during that period of time because it's a reset and recharge for me as well. And I really need it right now. So I hope that you'll join me in this series. I look forward to seeing you over there. I look forward to seeing you in the podcast and stay tuned for next week. We'll be talking to an AT Parenting community member. We'll be talking to Shannon and she'll be sharing her story and her journey raising a child with anxiety and OCD. And it will be on Monday, June 29th instead of June 30th because 
of all of the series stuff. I'm just going to do it a little early. So hit subscribe so you don't miss my episodes. And it's great to learn from other parents who are in similar situations to you. So if you're enjoying the podcast, please don't forget to hit a star on iTunes or Google Play or Stitcher, wherever you consume your podcast to show your support for the show. If you have a few extra minutes, if you can leave a review, I greatly appreciate that. And to show my appreciation, I always like to end reading one of them. So I want to say thank you to April Carroll, who noticed that I have started to put scripts. I have been putting transcripts in my show notes on my website. So if you are a visual person and you like to read these things, you can now actually go onto my website at atparentingsurvival.com slash podcasts, and you can read the show notes and you can read the actual transcript. So she wrote, thank you so much for starting to write up note summaries of your podcast. I am such a visual person and it helps me understand and translate the wonderful knowledge you bring in ways I could even begin to explain. Please keep writing them. Thank you again for all your amazing work. Well, thank you for noticing. You know, sometimes I do these things and I'm like, I don't even know if anyone cares or notices. And then I get something like that. And I think you guys are out there. People are noticing these things. It's worth doing. So thank you, April, for the shout out. That helps me know that that was worthwhile and I will continue to do that. So I hope that you find the sparkle in everything you do. And I'll be talking to you again next Monday. Take care. Thank you for listening to the AT Parenting Survival Podcast. To get additional support raising a child with anxiety or OCD, visit Natasha's online school of on-demand classes at atparentingsurvivalschool.com. 